Well, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is the BlackFinancialChannel.com. Today, I'm going to talk about some stocks that are going to make you cry a little bit because you're going to wish you had bought all these stocks. Uh, these are stocks that probably would have made you into a millionaire if you had started investing uh, just a few years ago. Uh, I'm going to break this down for you. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics all the time, every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that not that you have to be black. Uh, we don't hate anybody, but you have to be B1. B1 means black first. That means that we put ourselves at the top of our priority list. That means that we solve our problems before we go saving the world. That means that we give ourselves the attention that we deserve. So if you agree with this philosophy, if you believe that being B1 is the way to be, then type hashtag B in the number one in the chat, hashtag B1. Hello, Eddie Walker and Smiley Fanbro and Ron Welt. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me okay. Let me know if you can hear me okay. I just want to double check to make sure that I'm coming through all right. All right. So uh, let, let me uh, tell you guys what led me to do this uh, quick uh, conversation. Uh, if you listen to this live, uh, you're probably listening to this late at night, wherever you live. Uh, you know, if you're in London, maybe it's morning. Uh, we get, we got a lot of people in London that love us and we love them too. Shout out to black London. Uh, so basically, um, the reason I'm doing this quick little podcast is because I, I found this interesting list of some of the best stocks that have performed over the last decade. Uh, one of the stocks actually, literally had a return of over 100,000%, 100,000%. So just to put that in layman's terms, um, uh, if you do, if you go up, say a thousand percent, that means you've 10 X your investment. That means if you put in a uh, hundred dollars, it turned into a thousand. If you put in a thousand, it turned into 10,000. That's pretty good. Uh, if you talk about 10,000%, that means you've 100 X. So that means that you put in a hundred dollars that turned into not $1,000, but $10,000, or you put in $1,000, that turns into $100,000, right? Well, uh, 100,000%, and it, I, I literally, even as a person who I taught math at the University of Kentucky, you would think that a guy with a master's in math would be able to easily make this calculation, but it took me a minute, and I said, wait, 100,000%, oh, that's 1,000x. That's a thousand X. That means that whatever amount of money you put in, you would have a thousand times more money than that. So somebody tell me in the chat, if I put a thousand dollars into a stock that went up a thousand X, what does that mean? What does that, where, where would that stock be if I put in a thousand dollars and it went up a thousand X, how much money would I have at the end? Somebody do this. It's going to be a quick little math, math quiz for y'all. Somebody let me know how much, how much. Somebody guess. Come on, Karen, Andrea, what's the number? Give me a number. A hundred thousand. Nope. Oh, it's just it's just Trey Shad. He's got it right. It's a million dollars. It's a million dollars. That means that with this particular stock, if you had invested a thousand dollars in this company, it would have turned into a million dollars, which is the craziest thing in the world. So what's the name of this company? Well, this company is called Expel. You probably never heard of Expel, but Expel literally is the number one stock over the last decade in terms of ROI. This stock is one that literally, if you put a grand into the stock, it would have turned into a million dollars. If you put, if you were crazy enough to put ten thousand in, then that would be ten million dollars. And uh, this stock went up one hundred thousand, one hundred six thousand percent 
uh, to be more precise, uh, over the last uh, several years. Um, the number two on the list is a company called Celsius, C-E-L-S-I-U-S, that went up 31,000%, which is kind of ridiculous. That's kind of crazy. That's a big, gigantic leap. Uh, Tesla, Tesla is in, in the uh, number three, actually. Tesla has gone up 14,673%. Uh, let me look at Tesla's stock chart here. I'm going to put this on the screen. Uh, hey, everybody on Instagram, well, we're talking about stocks tonight. So if you want to hang out, you can. And also, if you want to see what's on my screen, you can go to um, you can go to the black and if that's what you want to um, if you'd like to do that. Let me know if you can hear me, guys. Just give me a guess in the chat. Let me know you can still hear me because I want to make sure my audio is coming through. OK, so let's look at the Tesla uh, chart here real quick. Let's see here. Let me share my screen. Uh, okay, I'm sharing Tesla. There, there, there we go. All right. So you look at Tesla stock, right? Um, you know, you look at this company, you, uh, you could have bought Tesla for about what, uh, 40 bucks a few years ago, about five years ago for about 40 bucks. Um, but even as little as two years ago, you could have bought it for $47. Um, Tesla is now trading right now, in particular, $733. It's traded as high as 880 now, the interesting thing about that to me is obviously nobody had a crystal ball, right? Nobody could predict that this was what was going to happen. But uh, the, I want you to think about it like this. This is why I've been screaming and hollering for about 15 years uh, to the whole black community about why you should invest. I want to ask you this question. If I take my money and let's say that somebody says, hey, you should go buy some stock. But I listen to my old stupid uncle who thinks the stock market is the devil. Uh, and and I take and I and instead I take that money and I go spend that money at Kmart or Walmart. What's my return on investment if I take my hundred dollars and spend it at Kmart or Walmart? Somebody tell me what's my what's my ROI on that investment? How much money did I make? Like what kind of flip did I do if I went to Walmart? If I go to Walmart and spend my money, am I flipping it? What what am I doing? What am I doing with my money? If I what's my ROI if I go and invest that money? But you know, buying you know socks at Walmart or going to uh, McDonald's, or taking my money, or going out to the club. Let's say I go to the club, and I'm the coolest, littest dude at the club, and I'm buying bottles at the bar and impressing all the girls, you know, with, with, with my ice and, and and literally, you know, just, just living it up. What, what's my ROI? Oh, 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 that's right. It's zero. It means you don't get nothing. You don't get nothing. You get some extra swag. Well, swag, you can't feed your kids with swag. You can't put swag in your bank account. You know, you'll, 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 you might, you might get a little extra sex out of it, but that's only going to make it worse. Cause now you got babies, mamas too. And that, and those are expensive. Babies, mamas are the number one reason the Negroes go broke. So, so here's the deal. Here's the reason why I have been screaming for a very long time. Uh, it really screaming, very passionate about telling black folks, look, just dive in, start investing. Like, don't, don't listen to your crazy relatives who are telling you the stock market is terrible and it's bad. And yeah, capitalism's corrupt. Yeah. White people get all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all true. But I can tell you as a guy who, uh, you know, I'm not just a, I'm not some stockbroker. I'm not a guy who bought a couple stocks and got lucky. Uh, I'm a guy who has analyzed stock market data going back over 100 years in all different industries, all different sectors. I have studied every mathematical theory related to stock market investing at the absolute highest levels. Like whatever your math teacher taught you in college, I went three levels above that. I could have taught your teacher's teacher. That's how deep I've gone into this stuff. And I can tell you that this is the number one wealth builder in America. So when, when black folks are either not diving into the market on some level or dabbling in the market or doing it in, a, in the wrong way, that's where your money's going. That's where you're losing 
opportunity right there. Um, you know, and, and buying a little bit of Dogecoin ain't ain't it. That ain't it. That's a trip to the casino, y'all. That's a trip to the casino. Don't get me wrong. Go get your Dogecoin. I don't care. But that that's not what's going to make your grandkids rich. What's going to make your grandkids rich is is locking your economic fate with the economic fate of the strongest companies in America. The strong, you know, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about the Googles, <laughs> the Googles who know how to make money rain from the damn sky. I'm talking about the strong companies like Apple. The Apple has been one of the most extraordinary investments in the history of this country. They 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 know how to just print money. They're like the they're like a freaking government in terms of how much money they've been able to make. Imagine how much money you'd have right now if you had taken the same amount of money that you spent on fast food, uh, maybe uh, sneakers or uh, or just random stuff, going trips to the movies and put all that money into Apple over the last 20, 25 or 30 years. Imagine how much money that would be right now. You wouldn't have any money problems. You wouldn't have any money problems. So that's my two cents. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just doing a little bit of preaching here on a Monday night. I hope you can forgive me for that. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, please do that. And also, uh, we do have the Black Business School. We're up to 148,000 students worldwide. Most of our students don't pay hardly anything at all. We have revolutionized the educational process. In case you did not know, we are better than any university you've ever attended, better than any HBCU you'll ever meet because we are completely independent and we are buying land in different cities right now. We are in the process of buying land in Atlanta. We are in the process of buying land in Houston. We're in the process of preparing for the all black national convention. And we have done the extraordinary. We have been able to do this without any corporate sponsorship, any government funding. None of our students are in debt. And we have the best experts in the black community. I'm talking about dozens and dozens of experts in law, in business in stock market investing in real estate, in crypto in all these things. So, Come by and take a visit. Just jump in. Try the free option. Just see if you like it. It's the blackbusinessschool.com. The URL is right there on the screen. And let me read to you some of the other stocks that have been the big money makers in the last decade. Uh, on this list, the uh, other stocks that have done extremely well is a company called Greenbox that had a, a ROI of 13,891%. Patrick Industries had a return of 9,630%. A company called Replogen. Uh, R-G-E-N, never heard of it, uh, had a return of 8,125%. NVIDIA, now a lot of y'all know about NVIDIA. Um, I bought some NVIDIA at the start of the uh, pandemic. Uh, now, why did I buy NVIDIA? I bought NVIDIA because uh, my financial advisor added it to my portfolio because I told him, I said, go through what your analysts are picking out and just pick some stocks for me that you think will work for my portfolio. Make sure I'm diversified. And he added some NVIDIA in there. And I think NVIDIA was 7X in one year. I think I think the, the NVIDIA investment shot up. I think we put in two grand. It turned into 14,000 or whatever the case may be. I didn't even know about it until after it was done. Uh, BioLife Solutions, uh, Trexco, uh, Trexco had a 4,998% return. BioLife Solutions, 6,113%. A company called Marathi Therapeutics, 4,485%. Uh, so therapeutics, that's in that pharmaceutical industry. Let me just tell you this. Let me tell you a little secret about this pandemic, y'all. This is just the reality. Um, does anybody know how much money Moderna was making before the pandemic? Let's let's talk about that for a moment. Moderna, um, Moderna was um, making like nothing, like squat. They weren't making any money before the pandemic. Uh, if you go back and you look at Moderna, um, 
revenue by year. You will see that in 2019 and 2020, before the pandemic, Moderna was making almost nothing. Uh, in August of 2021, Moderna made $4.4 billion in one quarter, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. So what they're finding right now, what, what Big Pharma is finding, and I, and I think it's appropriate to talk about drugs because we've had a lot of drug overdoses lately. And I, I've mentioned to you guys, this is personal for me. This is not me just speaking as a as some sort of objective observer. Uh, drugs were personal for me. My, my biological father went to prison for drugs. My father that raised me. Uh, also, he had to overcome a heroin addiction. And so I'm a big uh, believer that we as black people need to stay away from drugs. I, I don't I have a big issue. I think the rappers who allow these corporations to convince them to promote drugs to young black children with potential are worse than the Klan. They are worse than the Klan because they kill more people than the Klan because they are more persuasive than the Klan. If the Klan went through the hood and said, everybody smoke this dope, everybody take these pills, people wouldn't listen. But it, when a rapper says it, uh, then everybody listens and all our kids, all their potential gets lost. Now, why do I bring that up? Well, because now, as I mentioned to you earlier, when we're talking about the death of Michael K. Phillips, RIP to him, Michael K. Phillips, who played Omar on The Wire, I said, um, you know, now your dope dealers look different. Now your dope dealers are not the guy on the corner, you know, with the gold teeth and, and the uh, the Mercedes Benz and the big the big gold chain. Uh, your, your dope dealers now are uh, Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson, right? Your dope dealers are now the big companies that are selling you OxyContin or the ones who won't talk to you at all about being healthy, but are glad to convince you to go get their shot. They don't talk to you. They could, they will let you sit there and be as obese as you want to be, be as unhealthy as you want to be, eat, eat the most terrible food that you want to eat. And they say everything will be okay as long as you get this shot. Well, now that the dope dealers, they're, they're in a perfect position because they have what is called in economics, we call this um, uh, an inelastic product. An inelastic commodity is a commodity that you that your customers addicted to. That's why crack dealers had more money than everybody else, because people tried the crack and they kept coming back. They, they didn't care that crack was whack. They kept coming back. Right. So now you have dope dealers who have who are able to sell that legal crack. Right. They sell the oxy drugs. Now you got an oxy, an oxycodone, oxycontin problem all throughout the United States. They're selling these shots. Right. These shots are very profitable because you're not necessarily addicted to the shots, but you're addicted to the fear that's leading you to feel that you got to get the shot. So you got to get the booster on top of the booster on top of the double booster. Right. So what they're finding, in my view, but in my view, and this is not me telling you about getting the shot or not getting the shot. I swear I'm not telling you what to do. I, I'm not I'm not into that. I'm not anti or pro. I have family members that have gone both ways. Well, here's what I'm here to tell you. I don't believe that the pandemic will ever end because the pandemic has become too profitable. Getting people scared and sick and then marketing the sick to scare the people who are not sick is a new industry. They have found a new profit center and they are going to dig as deep into this thing as possible. And what was really fascinating, what was hilarious to me, was when I saw one of the heads of one of those major companies, I can't remember which one, I remember if it was Johnson Johnson or Pfizer, who literally said that he hadn't got the shot himself, but he was marketing the shot, right? And that reminds me, remember when Ice Cube said in Dope Man, he said, don't, don't get high. To be a dope man, boy, you must qualify. Don't get high off your own supply. Anybody remember that, right? Now, I'm not saying that, that you should or shouldn't do it, but what I'm saying, though, is that they're going to keep on marketing this stuff forever. Like this isn't going to go away because pandemics are profitable. Now, what do you do with this information? Uh, am I giving you medical advice? No, I am not. I am not telling you what you should think about when they offer you the next booster shot. What I am telling you though, 
is that the booster's coming, and then the booster on the booster's coming. And, and they got all these different – has anybody seen how many variants of this virus are out there? Uh, let me let me look it up. <laughs> it's so funny. Let, let me see. Let me let me let me get you get a list. I'm gonna get a list of all the variants, man. It's 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 so funny. And they're gonna market every variant because they know that those variants are profitable. So let me see here. Let me give you um, let me see if I can find a little list because I, I I saw it. I think I saw that the, there was a delta. Oh, there's an alpha, a beta, a gamma, a delta. There's a mu. Uh, there's all so so literally. I think I think the viruses are all going to get together and hold a step show. They got so many Greek letters that literally they're going to start barking and stepping and dry humping each other and 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 twirling their canes around and 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 ski wing because they literally have like the whole Greek alphabet covered, right? So so what's what I think is going to occur is that this is going to kind of be the thing, right? In the news, uh, they've already figured this out. They already have this saying in media that says, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So so they know that fear is the best way to get you to do something. To get That's their call to action. That's their best way to get you to actually engage with, with their media, right? So well, I think that these pharmaceutical companies are going to be under a lot of pressure. That's the point. They're going to be under a lot of pressure. So Moderna, you're sitting there, right? And you're before the pandemic, you were making maybe 50 million, 100 million, you were losing money. Now, after the pandemic, you're getting paid. Like now money's falling out of the sky. You're making, you know, three, $4 billion a quarter. Your your investors are not going to let that go. Like money is a drug. Money is a very addictive drug. And, and, and capitalism is the biggest crackhead that there is. So they're not going to stop marketing any of this to you. Right. So so that's what's coming down the pipe for you as a consumer. Now, how how can you position yourself as an investor? Well, I kind of think these pharmaceutical companies might make good long term investments. That's my point. That's what I'm getting at. I personally uh, am consistently putting money into these pharmaceutical companies because I believe that we have shifted the culture to one of um, of extreme germophobia. Uh, I think that literally, I don't know if anybody saw in New Zealand, there was one case, literally there was one death, literally in six months, they had one death and it was a 90 year old woman with pre-existing conditions and they locked the whole country of New Zealand down. Did anybody else see that? Right. So, so now, um, you know, not to say none of this is real or not real. I don't want to make it political. I'm telling you what I'm seeing and what it is. So as an investor, you may want to look at some of these pharmaceutical companies. You may want to look at the Moderna's and the Pfizer's. Go ahead and put a little money in there and and, and get paid. You at least get paid, right? The fear is going to be there. The, the, the illnesses are going to be there. Uh, you might as well make money for your family in the process. Um, I, and so, so do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. I'm going to give you my stock pick of the day uh, in one second. Uh, so do me a favor first. Hit that thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Also, by the way, uh, I'm a big advocate of getting your children into business school as early as possible. And in case you did not know, we have a great Black Business School for Children in the Black Business School. You can check it out at blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. That's blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. Because the best way to prepare your child for the future is to get them started early. Uh, People that win the financial game are typically people who get to the spot first, who start moving first. So if you get your child in business school at the age of seven, they're going to have a huge advantage over kids that go to business school at the age of 18. Take it from a business school professor. I, I, I've seen the difference, right? You want 
investing to be a part of their culture. You don't want it to just be something they learn when they get older, because what will happen is they'll be like me. I didn't grow up learning about stocks and, and, and owning your own business and all that as a kid. That wasn't part of my culture. It, the, I was part of the job culture. So even when I went to college and I was the number one finance student and I, I literally won the Wall Street Journal Award for being the top finance student at the University of Kentucky, I didn't actually apply what I learned because I thought investing was for white people. I thought investing was something theoretical. I thought investing was something I learned in a book. Whereas if it had just been part of my culture, if I'd had my dad and my mother telling me at the age of five, son, you got to own stock, son, you got to start a business, son, you got to own real estate. Well, I probably would have been a property owner by the time I even got to college. Right. So so it's never too early to start. So feel free to take a look at blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. Now, um, the stock that I like right now, the stock that I actually just bought a bunch of shares in that uh, for various reasons, I, I, I did the research and, and that's it. If you trust me, then feel free to consider this information. Uh, if you don't trust me, then, you know, it's up to you. But uh, I did put some money in Uber. Uh, Uber is a company that, based on my research, the analysts feel that this company is undervalued. And so I went ahead and took some of, uh, I, I went to the wife and I took some of our money and I popped it into Uber and made a, a pretty sturdy investment in Uber. And also, you may have noticed that your crypto is absolutely freaking on fire right now. God bless you for that. Oh my God, the crypto market is great. Every time I look at my Coinbase account, I have more money there. It's a good feeling. Uh, the cryptos that I love the most right now are the top ones, uh, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and uh, Cardano. And the reason I like those coins the most is because uh, those are the ones that I believe are going to maintain their value when crypto crashes, not if, when. I think it is going to have a crash. There is going to be another crypto winter. Uh, and when the crypto winter comes, everybody's going to get hit. Uh, the question is, how hard do you get hit? And I just think with Ethereum being, uh, you know, with NFTs being on that Ethereum blockchain, I just really think that there's a lot of potential there. And so getting that um, on the ground floor is, is kind of a, a good deal. Do, do you give all your money to your wife? Well, you know what? Let me tell you, Patrick, I love that black woman so much that she could have every nickel in my bank account. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you a little secret. She had her own money before we ever got married. So one good thing you may want to think about, because I, I thought about this when I saw that Kevin Garnett is paying his wife a whole bunch of money every month, is uh, if you are a person that is uncomfortable with the idea of having to pay something like spousal support, you may want to seek out people who actually have an, have something to lose because if they have something to lose, they're going to be so busy protecting what they have that they're not going to spend their time chasing what you got. But if they ain't got nothing and you got all the money, then guess what? You got a dependent for life. You're going to be taking care of that person long after they're gone. And, uh, and so I, I'm not here to tell you how to get married or why to get married, but I will tell you that I got married past uh, at, at a later age than I want that I originally thought I would. And I did that deliberately because I wanted to wait, wait for the right situation. And uh, the good thing about marrying a person who can be an asset to your life is that they can bring more to you than just, you know, good looks, you know, and a pretty smile. Right? Uh, if you have, you know, like if you have, for example, a woman or a man next to you that is intelligent, that understands business, that has some skills, uh, that, that person can be an, a hell of a teammate. You know, so uh, that's just my two cents on the issue uh, without going too far, too deep into it. But I will say to you that if you are an investor, if you think like an investor, then what you find is that every move you make is an investment. Every move you make is about positioning yourself and positioning your life in a way where you're going to be able to win in some way, ethically win, ethically win. And, uh, and, and a lot of people overlook this, I'm telling you, but if you're a person that's really trying to hustle and make money and get ahead and all that stuff, your family is your number one asset. 
And I'm talking about like how you raise your kids. Like some people, for example, I, I've seen a lot of guys who think that having stepkids and God kids is a burden. Like, why would you want to take care of stepkids? What's wrong with you? Well, when I invest in kids, guess what? I have a whole gang of young adults around me now who will have my back to the ends of the earth. My son does my security. If you roll up on me, he will kill you. He literally, I'm not joking. He literally has weapons that will take you out. Uh, my daughter, uh, we get on the phone together and we do business together. She helps me get things done. My brother is my number one business partner. When I get tired, I can give things to him. I can delegate things to him. And I'm still productive even when I sleep. My wife has is a full professor of social work and a licensed therapist and, and a hardworking, I mean, a work a workaholic like me. So if, if I say, hey, babe, let's get this project done together, I don't have to do all the work. You see, the thing you got to understand about wealth, and this is real important for you to kind of get, is that really winning in the wealth game means you're competing against teams right? You're competing against businesses. You're competing against corporations. And I know that, you know, sometimes with that slave mentality, we're taught that we're supposed to put the whole world on our back and do it all by ourselves. Like even with black leadership, you rarely see uh, these leaders getting together and leading as an organization, as an entity, or as a, as a, as a group, right? Or as a committee. They, it's like one guy, one guy who's like, I, I'm the king, I'm the chief, I'm the greatest, I'm the most extraordinary. No, 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 no. The key to wealth is, is teamwork. So if you can build solid teammates, that is how you get ahead. I'm telling you. So, so I'm not telling anybody how to live their life. I'm just giving you some insight into how I think about things. And so, uh, so when I, so, so I just, I love being a dad. I love being a mentor. I used to be a track coach. That's a lot of fun. But the, what I, the, 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 the benefit that I saw that I did not even understand when I was younger is that now that I'm older and I've invested 20 years in a bunch of young people that I wasn't biologically related to, but I looked out for over the years. Now I've got a whole group of intelligent people who have similar values to me that I can really trust that will come and have my back when I get too tired to work. Do you understand how valuable that is? Do you realize that that is a multi-million dollar commodity right there? Right. So don't underestimate the power of your family and the value of the people around you. How you raise your kids is just as important to your economic survival as as where you invest your money. If you don't believe me, go ask that lady. I think that lady, what was that uh, show she had or that, that store she had called Sweetie Pies or something? Was the Sweetie Pies? where the lady had the son that, that robbed her or was selling drugs out of the store. I'm not saying that, that, that maybe that story's wrong, but it was something crazy. Some, some lady had passed us her business to her son, her raggedy son, and the son went off and did some old crazy stuff. And next thing you know, the family empire is like going down the drain. So ultimately, what I really want to impress upon you today, just as a little side note, this wasn't something I intended on talking about, but what the hell, we just having fun right now, is you got to think about family when you're talking about wealth. Like family is is everything, and that that's your golden opportunity. It's the people around you that makes all the difference. The people around you can make or de- or break your uh, your outcome. I guarantee it. I'm just telling you. Just take it from a guy who's made made mistakes and and done some things right. And uh, and I say don't underestimate your investment in people. Okay, got it. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. All right, guys. So um, I'm going to get on out of here. Uh, by the way, so tomorrow we are having stock market investing class. Uh, and uh, I'll give you, and if you want to log in to the blackstockmarketprogram.com right now, you can actually see all the stocks. I, I picked a long list for the, I give, I give an extra long list of stocks for the students. Uh, so Uber is one of them, but there's like six more uh, that, I, that I literally put my own money into and they're very, very good. So if you want to go take a look, feel free to go to the 
blackstockmarketprogram.com. There's the URL on the screen. And we meet tomorrow morning, Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, and I will record it in case you can't make it. And also the, uh, you have access to the curriculum and you can log in now if you want to leave me your questions and I will get the questions in the morning. And all the questions that you leave me, I will answer those questions first when we go to class. So uh, that's a benefit that I offer to the students. So um, hopefully you guys will think about joining. If, if not, that's okay too, but feel free to take a look. All right, I'm out of here, guys. Please have a good day and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. Love you and I'll talk to you later. Take care. Peace. 